one more sham, one more attack on our president, and every time he gets attacked, his numbers go up. What the hell is wrong with this guy? Well, he releases criminals on the streets of New York every day. Shoplifting is rampant. Our robbery is rampant. Happy Tuesday and welcome to Newsmax Daily for April 4th, 2023. The nation is fired up. A historic day in more ways than one today. It is also hashtag International Carrot Day, celebrating the amazing vegetable that's great for your eyes and is the foundation of a fantastic cake as well. Depending upon your age, the carrot is also synonymous with one of the greatest cartoon characters characters ever. Yes, you guessed it. Bugs Bunny. And congratulations to UConn claiming their fifth NCAA men's basketball national championship last night. The fourth-seeded Huskies defeating fifth-seeded San Diego State 76-59 in Houston. This was our vision. This was our dream. This is what we talked about when we recruited these guys, that we could get together and do something big like this. And uh, it's just great to come through uh, on promises made to players and to this university. A not-so-excited-sounding UConn head coach, Dan Hurley. Come on, Dan, you just won the national championship. Step it up a little bit, my man. History on this day. Today marks the 55th anniversary of the assassination of Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. The civil rights icon shot to death at the age of 39 on a balcony at the Lorraine Motel in Memphis, April 4th. 1968. More history will be made this afternoon when Donald Trump becomes the first U.S. president to be indicted and charged with a crime. Trump is in New York, where he's scheduled to be arrested this afternoon, and informed that he's been charged with as many as 30 felony counts involving alleged falsification of business records. This after being indicted by a Manhattan grand jury last week. The arraignment will not be broadcast live this afternoon. The judge rejected a request by media outlets asking for permission to broadcast the president's appearance in the Manhattan courtroom. The judge did, however, rule that five still photographers will be allowed to take pictures of Trump and the courtroom before the hearing, and then probably during the hearing we'll see those uh, artist sketches of Trump in the courtroom. The Manhattan District Attorney's Office did not argue for or against allowing cameras in the courtroom, but Trump's legal team cited security concerns arguing against allowing the proceedings to be broadcast live. And according to a Yahoo News report citing a source who has been briefed on today's procedures, the Manhattan District Attorney's Office has been consulting with the Secret Service and New York City court officials, concluding that there was no need to handcuff Trump or subject him to a mugshot, things that have been speculated since the news of the indictment broke back on Thursday. Now imagine... Imagine the message a mugshot of a former U.S. president would send to the rest of the world. And imagine the value of that mugshot and what some people may do and how it may be used, how it may be used not only for or against Trump, but against the system or against the country in the future. 
The big question now, however, is will the judge, the same judge who recently sentenced former Trump Organization CFO Alan Weisselberg to prison, issue a gag order? Weisselberg, it should be noted, though, did plead guilty in a plea deal. No such thing going to happen with Donald Trump. A gag order, you would think, would certainly make this look even more political. Former federal prosecutor Doug Byrne spoke about it last night on Prime News. Doug, I'll start with you first. A gag order for what should be a misdemeanor civil case. I mean, I'm not an attorney. You are. But isn't this just bizarre? I mean, the whole thing is is bizarre. I mean, I, I keep saying this line. I think Bella Caroli, remember the Olympics, the gymnastics coach? He would be impressed by the legal yep. gymnastics and maneuvering that they did, they have done with this case. Well, this would be, Lydia, just another sort of over-the-top you know, we're going to quiet this man down. We're going to shut him up. You know, excessive power grab. I'm generally against gag orders. And it's interesting because while they are uh, often issued in high-profile cases, this is a completely different landscape. Here, the defendant is an active candidate for the presidency of the United States, an office that he's already held. So this would just be way over the ski tips, in my opinion. Former federal prosecutor Doug Burns on Prime News, and we get more from Kimberly Guilfoyle, a former Trump advisor and former prosecuting attorney. Listen, there should be no gag order here. Can you imagine this? Someone is seeking the office of president of the United States, and then you tell them that they cannot speak, they cannot talk, or they will be fined or thrown in jail. Can you imagine this? People joke around about banana republic. This is a whole like fruit salad republic of insanity in this country right now. No, I do not think that a gag order will go through. There's no reason for it in this particular case. And if they try to put it forward, it will be vigorously fought against. This is a case that obviously President Trump takes seriously to prove his innocence. He will meet it head on. He is in very good spirits. He is fired up because he feels like he is the last ground, the last defense standing between us and them. And if they can do it to President Trump, they can do it to you, Mercedes. They can do it to Sean Spicer. They can do it to a Democrat. They can do it to a liberal. That's the precedent that's being established in this country. That's why you see uniform disdain and criticism across the board from legal scholars, even those who do not normally support President Trump. You have right. the most esteemed people saying this is not the right way to go about doing things in this country. But Alvin Bragg seemed to be going one way. And then because he got political pressure from people that backed him, he decided to go full throttle against President Trump with his shining star witness, which is a convicted felon already showing bias in the case. He went on CNN, Michael Cohen saying, hey, I'll see you on Tuesday, buddy, and see you in court, mocking the whole system, clearly showing he's biased. So good luck cross-examining that guy. That's going to be super fun. Kimberly Guilfoyle on Spicer and Company. And in the ninth hour, as they say, or is it the 10th hour? I'm not sure. President added more firepower to his legal team. Trump attorney Joe Tacopina on the balance with Eric Bowling. News of the day, I see Trump added a Todd Blanche to the team. Can you tell us a little bit yeah. about that? Yeah, Todd's a terrific guy, great lawyer. Um, welcome addition. Look, the more the merrier here uh, when it comes to value-add, and he's certainly a value-add. Um, he's a member of the team with Susan and myself, and you know we'll all be rowing our oars in the same direction to get this horrific, horrific miscarriage of justice, political persecution um, undone. 
And Joe, just so for the folks who haven't seen you on with us on Friday, and, and it was fantastic. Mugshot, yes. Cuffs, yes or no. Uh, no. Will he be printed, yes or no? Just go through that for us again because things may have shifted in the last couple of days. Yeah. I don't, you know, this logistics that I think is going to be handled by the Secret Service for the most part, along with the the core personnel. Um, you know, I don't know if there's a, a picture, a mugshot, um, so to speak. Uh, there are no handcuffs. Um, I don't think uh, there's going to be fingerprints or DNA. I think they have those already. Um, so, um, I, you know, I, but but who knows? There's no playbook for this, Eric. Right? We've never done this before. Um, I've never been driven to a court appearance by Secret Service agents, so the whole thing is going to be surreal. New York has been beefing up police and security measures since the indictment was announced last week. And last night, Newsmax correspondent Mike Carter was back on the streets talking to New Yorkers. A new ABC News poll shows that 55% of Americans don't support the indictment, while 47% feel it's politically motivated. We're here in Times Square asking people from around the world their thoughts on the Trump indictment. Does he get a little street cred out of this? Absolutely. Donald Trump is the most gangster president I know. Would this be happening if Donald Trump was a Democrat? (laughs) Is this whole Trump indictment one big joke? Where are you from? From Melbourne, Australia. From the outside United States perspective, what is all of this Trump indictment? How does this make the U.S. look? It looks pretty crazy. And everybody loved him before he was president. Black, white, Puerto Rican, didn't matter. Everybody loved Trump. Is he being treated fairly? Uh, Not really. I think if he was, and we would have heard about this about three and a half years ago. Nobody's above the law. But come on, hasn't that happened before? Come on, look at your history. Does all this make you more inclined to vote for Donald Trump or less inclined? Oh, more inclined. More inclined. I know I'm black, and I'm from the inner city. I will vote for Donald Trump over Joe Biden. Donald Trump will take a mugshot. Where's that? We got to get that on some t-shirts. That'd be cool. Absolutely. You're going to see it in that New York store right there. If Donald Trump was a Democrat, would this all be happening right now? Probably not. Probably not. (laughs) In New York, for Newsmax, I'm Mike Carter. Thank you, Mike. And sure, there are those that dislike or even loathe Donald Trump. People hoping this will finally be the thing that brings him down. I see you on Twitter. Thank you for listening. But so far, the indictment may be having the opposite effect of what Democrats were hoping to achieve. Trump is expected to speak tonight after returning home to Palm Beach from New York City. You will see that live on Newsmax as of now, scheduled for 8.15 tonight. Lara Trump spoke with Eric Bowling about what to expect and the determination of her father-in-law. Larry, before we let you go, um, tomorrow, this 8.15 speech, you know, caught people by surprise. Do you have any insight as to what we might hear and what, what, the, what the flavor of that may be? Well, I don't have details directly about the speech, but I can tell you that, um, you know, my father-in-law loves this country. I think that there's never been a clearer time to see that than right now. I think he'll probably talk about the... Um, you know, the justice system in this country and how broken it is, and especially, Eric, whenever you see what they're doing to him, and then you see full evidence of crimes on Hunter Biden's laptop, the very clear way that the Biden family has enriched themselves off of Joe Biden's positions for decades in the United States government, and yet nothing happens there. The Clintons, you could go down the list of the crimes that have been committed by various other politicians, and yet Donald Trump is the only one who you're going to see a rain tomorrow. Um, so I'm sure he's going to talk about that and why we can't live in a two-tier justice system in the United States of America and why he's going to be the person to bring this country back and set it back on the right path. Um, but I can tell you this, they may have thought that this would deter him from going forward, from running for president. Uh, maybe he would just say, heck, it's not worth it. 
You'll never see that out of this man. He is bound and determined, and I've never seen him more focused on doing something than winning the presidency this time around. The Balance with Eric Bowling airs weeknights at 8 o'clock Eastern on Newsmax. That's right before your hard-hitting prime news with Jen Pellegrino. Again, Trump is expected to speak at 8.15 tonight from Mar-a-Lago. We'll see if there is a gag order and if Trump would violate the gag order. Time will tell. In other news, Secretary of State Antony Blinken is in Brussels, Belgium today for the NATO Foreign Ministers meeting and the U.S.-U.S. Energy Council meeting. After more than a year of Russia's war of aggression against Ukraine, the stakes for our partnership could not be higher uh, for the transatlantic relationship, for Ukraine itself, indeed for people around the world who are bearing many of the consequences of this aggression. And, you know, Ukraine reminds me of something. Back on Friday, I mentioned Biden's comments of $6 billion being allocated to world democracy. I think it was Friday. $6 billion for Africa, some $200 billion, billion for Ukraine. And I said, while all of this is very important and worthy, I don't ever want to hear about the VA not having enough money or Social Security running out. You may recall hearing that. And then late on Friday, they sneak it in again. Social Security is close to running out of money. Please, can you not have press conferences talking about how many billions of dollars you're allocating to other countries and then tell the American people, get ready because your Social Security, you know, your money, the money that we took from you your whole life is not going to be there when you need it. And yesterday, First Lady Jill Biden took the pressure off her husband by saying something dumb herself while speaking in Colorado. She invited the victorious LSU Lady Tigers and the second-place Iowa NCAA women's basketball teams to the White House. I mean, how woke could they get? Everyone gets a participation trophy, and now even the losers get invited to the White House. Not so fast, say LSU players and fans, though. LSU star Angel Reese tweeted that Biden's suggestion is, quote, a joke. It would also break decades of tradition where the winners, the winners get to go to the White House, whether they want to or not. Today, President Biden will meet with his Council of Advisors on Science and Technology at the White House, and that's about it for his agenda. And a quick reminder, if you are not already watching Newsmax TV, you can find it on most major cable systems like Verizon, Spectrum, Cox Cable, AT&T U-verse, DirecTV, Dish, and others, and on platforms like Amazon, Apple, Roku, Zumo, and others, and make sure you have the app so you can stay informed and watch your favorite shows anywhere, anytime. Thank you, as always, for listening to Newsmax Daily. I'm Tony Marino. Have a fantastic day. I'll see you right back here tomorrow. In the meantime, keep fighting the good fight. News breaks every minute, every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. Then watch us anytime, anywhere.